0: All right. How can this be? Podcast. Um, episode seven now, I think. And, you know, the the haters told me that I couldn't talk about anything other than sports. But you know what? We're here tonight and we're not going to talk <laughs> about any sports whatsoever. I'm joined by uh, one of my favorite, uh, favorite Internet personalities.
1: That's <laughs> very and- nice
0: of you and co-UNH class of 2012, graduate with uh, with myself, live from SoCal, Madeline Barisano. How are you?
2: I'm so great. You know, just took a couple tequila shots. I'm ready to go.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, thanks for having me on. I know we're not going to talk about sports, and you're kind of a sports podcast, so I appreciate it. And also, thank you for referring to me as it- you know, your favorite person to follow. I love that.
0: She, like yeah, honestly, honestly you used to have one of my favorite Twitters. May it rest in peace. No, I, it's so
2: funny you brought that up because I actually was thinking about, I will just like go on Twitter and I don't have, my account's not active. I still have it. She's not active, but mm-hmm. I just love it so much. And I'm like, I just need to get back on Twitter because Twitter is so different that it's the wild, wild west of the internet. And I just feel like anything goes and like, my favorite thing—I think I was talking to you about this the other day—the Gen Z versus Millennial tweet. Oh, have you seen god. those
1: tweets? Oh my god, yeah. it's the
2: funniest thing i have ever seen.
0: Please go on. Have you seen
2: it? So Gen Z was just like off roasting Millennials. They're like, one of my favorite tweets that someone said was like, "Millennials are over here like thinking that turning thirty is a personality trait." And I was,
0: like, That's What's the best the thing I've ever
1: seen.
2: <laughs> I know what I was like. Well.
0: I saw. Yeah. I saw. Th- I saw when they were talking about like uh, millennials referring to themselves as Harry Potter houses the other day. Oh my like, god! <laughs> in the middle of the night on like TikTok, when you know us normal millennials are are sound asleep in it's, our beds, especially right. me. You know my. Yeah. Now, now that I'm a dad, I'm asleep at like a reasonable hour. Bullshit! These people so just digging at us after hours.
2: I know, and it's unbelievable, and so. And then I was looking all these K-pop fans hijacked at the Trump rally in Tulsa. That
0: was and awesome. And bottled those
2: tickets. And I was like, these kids are fucking wilding, And it's fucking amazing to watch, honestly. Like, so I might get back to Twitter. I've,
0: I don't think there's been a group of people that have had as quick a come up into the, into the zeitgeist of humanity as the K-pop fans. <laughs> they come like out of nowhere And (laughs) like, I don't know what it was. Was it because I honestly I'd never even heard of it before before this year. And then like it kind of coincided with I know we said we weren't going to talk about sports, but I have to make one reference just to make this point. It like kind of coincided with when they started showing the Korean Baseball League on ESPN. (laughs) That's when I first heard about the K-pop stands. And now here they are. They're hijacking presidential rallies. Oh my
2: god! It's the most unbelievable thing ever, and they just don't. I don't think they sleep. They just all they do is just troll people constantly. It's fucking amazing. It's, it's the best dynamite. Thing
0: ever it's, it's dynamite. So. It's fucking dynamite. I must say. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been off the Twitter sphere now?
2: I haven't had a Twitter since the election, since 2016. Wow. Um, that's not why I didn't get off Twitter because of Trump got elected. I just realized I went on like a couple weeks ago when quarantine started and I was like, I wonder what my old Twitter looks like. And I was like, wow, I was really just shouting into the void here about the craziest <laughs> shit about my life. Like, yeah. oh my God, the things I would say. And I was like, I mean, I know I blast guys on Instagram a lot, like on my stories um, and really- It's one of my that. favorite
0: things. We're gonna dig into that a little bit too. <laughs>
2: So yeah, so I was basically because now I'm what, I'm almost 30. So this is when I was 2016. I was 25, 26. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I I was like, Oh, my God, I really just had no, there was no laws out there in the Twitter world. So I kind of want to get back into it, just because I just think the humor on Twitter is so much funnier than Instagram. Like I do love our memes. And like, I know, Mm -hmm. you and I have always connected on memes and like, hilarious tweets and shit. Oh, yeah. But I think Twitter now is just where it's at. And I got to get back in the game.
0: It is. It, since since you've left, it has turned into a just vast wasteland. <laughs> like, it, it looked like the sh- you've seen the, snow, the show or the movie Snowpiercer? It's just like a vast wasteland of like.
2: Of nothingness.
0: Just nothingness. I- just people screaming about God knows what. Um, anonymous
2: coming in and just ruining people's lives left and right.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, it's and, so funny. And like you said, every time I go back and look at things I said when I was younger, holy shit. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> some of the stuff I was thinking about was like, yikes.
1: <laughs> yikes. And then I'm
2: like, how did I have a job? Like, I know that I'm private, but I'm like, who? I just, when I feel like when you're that age, you just think you're invincible and... I mean, you're not, I'm, you know, the internet is forever and nothing gets deleted off of it. And it's just like, it was just crazy to me. So yeah, but I should probably get back on. I just,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Like when I, you know, I, I had some like light restrictions cause I was working in collegiate athletics at the time. Oh, so right, I had to right. like, I had to like watch a little bit about what I said, but like, I would come in
2: are you with know. the funny-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would come you- in, and my like my boss would look at me and be like, "Yo, man, what the hell are you talking about? I got people texting me about your tweets. Like, what are you saying?" I'm like, "Listen, man, I like I, I don't expect anybody to really take anything from this. It's kind of just me, like you said, yelling into the void. Yeah. Like it's yeah, that's what it's there for. That's all Twitter's good for. Yeah. You know, it's basically just- a hundred and
2: forty character diary that you assume people aren't gonna really read and then you know it is it's
0: 280 now. And they that's how long it. I've
2: read of it.
1: It's two
0: hundred. Yeah. yeah, it's two hundred and eighty. Yeah, write like a back short on story it. on there now. Damn. Yeah, you've been that. out you've been out the game a long time, homegirl.
1: I
2: know. I've just been, you know, doing dumb shit on Instagram. I got it back on Twitter.
0: Yeah, so so let's let's talk about your your Instagram because like I love the putting the dudes on blast on Instagram. You are like the, the queen of, of that. It is incredible. Every time I see it, because it's always shit. Like the things that I see the guys say, I'm like, oh, my God. oh, it makes my skin crawl. Like, Oh, how can you say that to like a woman and think it would work as a pickup line? Oh, and I've been out the game for a little while now. So I don't know what works and what doesn't now. So you're going to have to guide my hand here. I mean,
2: it's so funny to me because recently, or probably a couple, maybe a couple weeks ago, some guy said something to me and he was like, please don't put this on your Instagram story. And then I just blocked him from my story and put it on anyways, because I was like, fuck you, frankly. Um, (laughs) I'm just like, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know if it's. I don't really know, it's just guys saying the craziest shit. And I'm like, are you saying this because you really mean it? Are you saying this because this works with other girls? Like, it's just so crazy to me. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. So, but normally when I put stuff up there, I will just like hide that guy from my story for 24
0: hours. I don't blame you.
2: And block (laughs) him. But yeah, they say the craziest shit. I don't really have like random dudes in my DMs. I know like some girls meet guys in DMs, which is wild to me. I think maybe they just know better, but yeah, the things that they've said, I can't really, I'm like trying to think about crazy shit that's happened recently. I think quarantine's really fucking with guys. Like me and my girlfriend were talking and like the most random dudes are coming out of the woodwork, just like trying to talk to us. And I'm like, I literally haven't hooked up with you since 2015. Like I don't know what your motive is here. Also, I live 3,000 miles away from you, so, like, what's happening? Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just why – I just don't think guys know how to act. It's just a banana situation.
0: And, like, what is it about this quarantine that's kind of, like, turned dudes into these, you know, hungry, like, <laughs> thirsty beasts?
1: I don't you know?
2: even
0: know. Like, that that you've got a guy from <laughs> yeah. from, what, greater Boston reaching out to you? Five years later, you don't even live in the same time zone. And it's not even like it's the next time zone over. Like, you're not in Chicago. Like, (laughs) you all the way.
2: Like, I am so many times away from you. But, I mean, I do respect it. Like, I respect the hustle. Um, And I shoot my share of DMs off. I mean, John Mayer could probably file a restraining order against me, frankly. And, (laughs) I mean, him... Back in the day, G-Eazy, before I found out he was a fucking lunatic, it was g Easy. So I feel like it, like, shit goes down in the DMs. I've had girls meet their boyfriends in DMs, but I don't know. For me, it's just, like, trash dudes, like, in my DMs being crazy people.
0: That's... <laughs>
2: it is funny. And then I had my friend, Kristen, or I should, probably shouldn't whatever. Kristen, my friend, Kristen, because I put it on my Instagram anyway, so who cares? But some guy was, like, trying to hit on her in... Um, it was so funny. And I was just, she sent it to me and I was like, I need to put this on Instagram. It's just funny to me. It's crazy. And it's my friends. And like,
0: I don't know what it is. What, what is the, I guess, strangest situation you've been in where you've like gotten hit on like the strangest way possible. Like you gotta have, you gotta have like a, a top of the mountain for that one. Or if not, if not the very top, something close. That's such a good question. Um,
2: let me think, I mean, I had this guy that I met, I, cause I work, you know, but I don't know if people listening know me. Um, so I'm a bartender and a server and I hate just as a PSA, do not hit on your bartenders. Like we are there to like, kind of listen to you and talk to you and whatever, but like, we are not your therapists. So like, when we're being, I mean, we're being nice to you because like, you're, you know, we're nice people and that's why we're bartenders. But like, when I'm being nice to you, it doesn't mean it's like the stripper mentality. Like, I don't want you to like, fuck me because I'm being nice to you. Like you're sitting at my bar and like, I don't really have a choice. You just, I'm there because I'm your bartender. And it doesn't mean I want to fuck you, whatever. However, there was this one time I was at work, this was before quarantine. And this guy came in and he was like, so hot, and I was like, All right, this is dope. Like, I rarely get to see guys my age, it's usually like business guys that are like over 50 divorcees. Um, and he was super yeah. hot. And we were like, shit, Yeah, fucking <laughs> unbelievable, but <so> we're <laughs> he was from the East Coast. So like, we have a simple, like, a similar mentality. And when he was leaving, he was like super polite and he wrote his phone number down and he was like, If you want. You know to go out with me sometime like just shoot me a text and i was like all right and my girlfriends were like you know what just do it and i was like you know what you're right like i he was sitting at the table for like an hour i was waiting on him he was super respectful nice all these things and then so i texted him we were talking and i watched like a lot of true crime and i listened to so many true crime podcasts so like Mm -hmm. i'm super worried about people knowing where i live and so he was like, let me pick you up. And I was like, well, I'm actually leaving work. I'm going to be working tonight. So like, just pick me up for my other, I had two jobs at the time. I was like, just pick me up for my other job. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I don't know where the fuck I live. So, um, he picks me up, he goes, to- he, you know, he's outside, whatever. I also made him wait like 20 minutes. Cause I was again, slamming tequila shots and I go outside and he's opening, he gets out of his car to like open the door. And I'm like, that's nice. Like if you open the door for a girl, that's a really nice gesture, but if you don't open it for me, I'm not going to like hold that against you. And if you do, I don't, don't expect me to like think that's the grandest gesture of all time. It's literally just like a neutral thing. It is what it is. Yeah. So he goes to open the door. He's sitting there. Meanwhile, I've never, I've probably talked to this guy for two days. I've, we, he was a, a person at my job. He like grabs me and just like goes to make out with me. And I was like, my guy, this is not, how you go about, like, I'm not like an escort. Like, this was so wild to me. I was like, This was this immediately. This. Immediately. Like, I hadn't even gotten in the car yet. He was opening the car. He opened the car door for me and was like, waiting to say hi to me and just like grab me and try to make out with me. And I was like, I don't even, like, no, I don't know anything about you. This is wild. <laughs> I mean, did I go get drinks with him anyways? Yes. Did he stay over my house anyways? Yes. But like, it was just like a weird thing. I was like, This is such a. What makes you think that that's, like, okay? That's it was very wild. forward. Oh, my God. It was banana land. I also feel like, so just from me and, like, talking to all my friends that work in the restaurant industry, sometimes guys think bartenders and servers are just, like, basically you know out there and they're easy and whatever and I'm like this is the craziest thing I've ever been a part of um and we never talked again he hit me up and I just ghosted him and did the whole <laughs> my blocking thing that I do and it was what it was you don't exist to me and I'll put you in the back of my brain with the rest of you so yeah
0: it's a fun I mean, story it's a fun story I mean, for yeah. down the road it's a good it's a good party tale to tell
2: oh yeah yeah and i'm just like that i hope he's doing well and then actually i was on hinge and I was just like going through the graveyard of people that I've like never responded to because like dating apps are just so ridiculous. And it's like someone, it literally is like a boneyard graveyard from freaking Lion King of all the shit in your, if you're on a dating app, like everyone out there, you'll know what I'm talking about. And so I was just like scrolling through it to just see my matches. And I had actually matched with him like months prior and oh, he had shit. hit me up and like, never responded and i was like oh my god this is terrible like
0: oh my god but you're just yeah. like you're like mufasa standing on pride rock staring <laughs> over the the dark desolate the wasteland <laughs> yeah do not do own not own go own. back into these yeah. dms
2: <laughs> yeah so it is what it is but that's probably the honestly that's probably like the weirdest thing i've had guys be like super mean to me all the time cuz i feel like guys get really threatened when they when girls kind of like aren't into them immediately because they put themselves out there. And so then they just are like psychopaths. Um, And then the girlfriend we're talking about how like, we're, we're both on Bumble and it's so much more, it's like a way more success rate I feel like because guys, they don't have to make the first move. So they know that like a girl is into them, which I guess is like a nice break for them. But for me, it's just like, what the fuck am I supposed to say to you? I don't know,
0: so I me, I like, met my wife on Bumble. Did you really? Yeah.
2: What was your opening line? I need to know because I'm going to take it because my success oh, rate is like zero percent.
0: I don't remember. She like yeah. I I saw her pictures and she was like she looked hot at um and I was mm. like oh my god like well, she is hot so yeah thank you appreciate that yeah. I <laughs> I was I was uh, I was sitting in um it was like. I used to have to go like recruiting and all these random. So I was sitting in like, you know, I lived in Providence. So Mm -hmm. I was in West Roxbury. I was at West Roxbury high school, watching this kid play that, you know, didn't come to the school and the game stunk. (laughs) Like I was just sitting there waiting around for three quarters. So I could say hello to this kid and then leave. So I'm sitting there like, you know, sitting on bumble swipe. I'm like, Oh man, look at this girl. She's a, she's hot. Like swipe right. I'm like, boom match. I'm like, holy shit like and I have you know I don't have like low self-esteem I have like no self-esteem you know what I mean (laughs) so I was like how did this how did this girl like match with me like I am shocked and she told me afterwards I I had a picture with uh with the University of Kentucky head coach John Calipari she was like I saw that you looked so hot I had to I had to swipe right I was like hell yeah like coach Cal coming through like you know, he's sending dudes to the league, and he's getting me <laughs> a nice a nice lass on the side here. Like, I love Whoa. that. So yeah, then then we uh, I I went, and it was uh our first date was at the yard house. It was at the yard house. I oh, couldn't yeah, think yeah, of it yeah, yeah. right in right in the Fenway neighborhood, a couple blocks yeah, down yeah. from Fenway Park. And you know, it, it was after a game. I I drove to the game. I volunteered to go see this kid play out of the way specifically so I could go on this date after Wait, the I game. Love, I love that. And I, I drove back. We lost. I was like annoyed, silent in the car. I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta get over this like real quick. Like no music, nothing. I'm just like staring, <laughs> driving through like Central Mass from Keene to Boston. And, You're a mental warrior. And I got back. It was. Um, I think it was the Patriots were playing the Broncos in the AFC championship game. So she invited me there and it was me and four, me, her and four of her female friends. So I was like, I was right in the lion's den immediately. Like,
2: (laughs) And did you know that, or did you show up and she was like, "Oh, here's four of my friends."
0: She was, she was like, "Hey, I'm, you know, if you want to like, you know, come meet us out, like, and I, and I totally get it. Much like what you're saying, like, you don't know who you're meeting on the other yeah. sides of these apps. Like, God forbid, I was some kind of psychopath. I'm not. I'm scared shitless of everything, you know. <laughs> but like. Yeah. I, I, she was like hey i'm going to be going to the to the yard house with uh, with a couple of my friends for the afc championship game if you'd like to you know if you'd like to come and be us. i was like yeah that sounds great um you know i'll be coming back from a game so i'll just you know i'll, I'll shoot out there as as quickly as i can i made it before kickoff which was huge and yeah. I, I thought it was going to be like one of those situations where like you know we might be uh, kind of hanging out around a couple tables like yada yada we were at like one of those big booths and I was it like she was on the right side of me another one of her friends was on the left side of me I was in the middle and then there was three women across the bar from, across the other side of the table from me so I was like oh shit like I am in it right now like I got to I got to perform you know otherwise yeah. it's like so lucky for me I'm kind of a ham so I just You are,
2: you thrive in that.
0: I feel like I I did. I, I, it was great. I, it was like, it was like when a a pitcher throws a perfect game, like I just was like on fire, you know. Like,
1: I love it.
0: I was, I was on, I was knit, like everybody enjoyed me. And, you know, obviously, I'm now married to the girl, so it it worked out. Um, so obviously, I did something right, you know. Uh, But yeah, no, that we, we met on Bumble and we went down to, uh, to Loretta's after the, uh, after the game and got some of the, uh, got some of the Bushwhackers, the mudslides with the, with the booze in them. I probably had like three of those, you know, they had a great country music going on. It was, it was dynamite. Yeah, I was, it was, it was great. That was like, that was the most successful I've ever felt dating. And obviously, you know, now I'm now I'm retired my jerseys in the rafters That was your perfect game yeah that was, that was that it, was it. yeah that was it I went out on top <laughs> that's also quite a move
2: I mean that's a huge game so that would have been tough I mean I'm obviously like a football fan that would be tough for me to like go on a date and have to be on and then also be paying attention to what's going on in the game I'd be like that would be tough for me. And they—that was, they,
0: was the one that they lost too. To I think yeah. that was uh, I think that was Peyton Manning's like last Super Bowl when he was like he was like barely even like an NFL quarterback anymore. Like yeah. he wasn't really cared. <laughs> I think the 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 Pats lost. They were in Denver. I think they lost by like one or two. It was like oh, a right. it was a historically it disappointing a game. Yeah, it was it was a rough night for the Patriots. It worked out for me, you know. Right. But so yeah, I was like. Because like we'd go and be like, ah, shit. All right, I got to get back to this conversation now, you know? Right. Which is so easy to do are- in the first half, but it's a tight game in the second half. You're like, right. you know, your ass is like this. You're like, ah, I hope this game's like, for multiple reasons. You know, I hope this game's, you know, I hope the Pats win, and I hope I'm doing all right and paying enough attention over here too, you know?
2: Yeah, it's a lot. And then you got the three friends. That's a lot. How long were you guys talking on Bumble before you met you met up in person?
0: Uh, we probably, I think we, we matched just before new year's. Um, okay. and like, I think it was like a day or two before new year's and, you know, she obviously messaged me and then, you know, wished me a happy new year. We exchanged phone number, like we, we exchanged a couple like messages or whatever.
1: Right.
0: And like, you know, she wished me a happy new year or whatever. We exchanged a couple of more. Messages on there, and I was like, "All right, fuck this! Like, I'm not gonna deal with the whole DMing thing over and over again." Yeah. So like, we hadn't talked in like I don't know, 36 hours or something. So I just like DM'd her. I was like, "Hey, if you want to talk to me, here's my phone number." Da da da. And then she texted me, and now here we are with a child and a house in New <laughs> Hampshire. So she was like, "Yeah," and she told me afterwards, she was like, "I wasn't gonna like, you know, I didn't really know if you were like into me, so." I wasn't gonna like continue to try to like keep this going until you sent me your text, until you sent me a message to text you. I was like tremendous. I guess I made the that's right a, decision. Yeah. That's like, like a problem. Yeah. Before that's that, cute. I went out on so many terrible dates on those dates. Did you apps. really? Oh yeah, so many. That's why I
2: won't do it. Like, I've never been on a date from a dating app because I'm horrified to like have that happen and be like trapped at this bar with this person. That's like a nightmare situation. And just, cause I think in my life, I've only been on four dates, three dates with guys that I didn't know beforehand right. in my whole life. And really? I just
0: like, are you talking yeah. completely blind or are you talking like met on an app, yeah. met on something else?
2: One guy was a guy that I had met through. He, he like knew this was way back in the day. I was like 20. I'd met him when I was like, 19 and then through a mutual friend and then we met back up in Boston. I was like 23. Another guy was a friend of a friend that I had not met before in person. And then other guy actually was my ex-boyfriend that I started dating, but we had I had known him. He was actually my other ex-boyfriend's roommate. So then we went on a date, but we had never hooked up before. And then the fourth guy is that guy that tried to make out with me within 30 seconds of me walking out (laughs) to his car. So, yeah, I've never been on – I usually just meet guys at bars and then we go home or hook up or whatever and or, like, exchange numbers <clears throat> and then go out on dates. Yeah. I don't really go on dates. Yeah. So that gives me hope that you met your wife on Bumble.
0: It, it is possible. I mean, I don't know what they're like anymore, but I always – the the one I had the least luck with was Hinge. And now, like, I've heard Hinge Ooh. is, like, one of the more popular ones.
2: yeah. Yeah, it is, which is so wild to me. Oh, my roommate's here. Hi, Hales.
0: Hi. Um, Hi. <laughs> <You're fine. laughs> Does um, she want to join? Does she want to join this discussion here, or is she scared?
1: You want to join?
2: We're talking about dating apps. Oh, God. <laughs> Did you hear? She was oh. God. Yeah,
0: let's go. Get in here. We need a we need a good story.
2: <laughs> Do you have any good stories? She goes no. <laughs> she's been on two dates oh yeah and one of them i think i was here when she went on the d- oh yeah 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 yeah. we had just started living together and she went on a date but she met her guy at um work so she okay yeah, so she's yeah he's a good dude but um yeah i don't know the hinge is weird i'm also on raya and it is literally <laughs> the worst dating app ever all these guys it's so weird to me. They're all just like, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm like, of what? Like, what are you an entrepreneur? <laughs> of? And how, like, what is happening? Like,
0: Wait, it's what so is wild. Raya? I don't even know what it's that just,
2: is. It's like this app that, um, you're supposed, I mean, it's for, it's, you're supposed to be like a famous person on it, but I'm obviously not a famous person. I think I'm just like above a six. And then if you get someone to refer you, then you can be on it. <laughs> so my above, friend above a
0: six of like famousness. Of
2: a, no, no, no. Like a, of looks wise. Like oh, okay, women-wise. yeah, all right, fair enough. So, oh my God, no, I'm definitely below a six fame wise. Let's be honest. So, <sighs> uh, my friend referred me, and I got on it. And so it's just like I don't even know. It's all these guys that are like I'm an entrepreneur, and they're just like people people that like go to fr- fire festival. That's like who it is. Uh. To be. It's right. That's how I can
1: explain it to you. It's
2: it's just like so absurd. And I'm like, this is, and so that's what the thing it's like, they're all just like entrepreneurs and whatever. And they say like weird shit. They're all taking photos in front of like infinity pools in some sort of Island, but they're just like vapid humans. And I'm like, I can't even talk to you about anything. This is like, what do we have in common? I also feel like it's because I just have such an East coast mentality where if a guy like isn't giving you a little bit of shit, he's like you're too nice. Like you, I don't like that. Like I need you to kind of, you know,
0: bust give your me balls a-, a little bit.
2: Yeah, and it's so funny because when I moved out here, all these guys were like, "Why are you like so mean to me?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm not. I'm just like busting your balls a little bit. Like why are you so sensitive right now?" Yeah. So, yeah. It's it's, it's crazy.
0: It's funny. Like so you know, my, uh, just the, the, you and I are both East coasters. Um, yeah. You grew up in, you grew up in Westford, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And yeah. you know obviously yeah. I grew up on the, on the sea coast of, of New Hampshire, but you yeah. know, both generally kind of have the fuck it. We're just going to say whatever the hell we feel like at any time <laughs> type of thing about us. Um, yes. And I, um, so my wife, Kara went to, college on the West coast. She went to St. Mary's in, um, in in NorCal and Moraga. Um, and I, I got, like, I've gotten to know like a lot of her friends and and whatnot. And I went to, um, you know, I went to one of her lacrosse teammates, now husband's bachelor parties in Vegas. First time I'd ever been to Vegas. Like I I flew out there for, I was there for like less than 48 hours. And that was plenty for me. Like I was, Because the whole time I was up first of all, I was on East Coast time, and I'm kind of bouncing around a little bit here. I was on East Coast time, mm-hmm. so we're like out at the club or whatever until like three four in the morning, sure. and then I'm up at like seven thirty eight o'clock because it's you know ten thirty eleven o'clock yeah. my time, yeah. and I'm like. I'm like laying there in, in like the bed. Like we got, we got three beds in a room. Like I, I, I yeah. volunteered to take the, the pullout couch, which was dynamite. I've never slept on a pullout couch. that comfortable. Oh my God. It's the best kept secret of all time. It, it, we stayed in this unbelievable hotel and I'm sitting there on my phone, just like staring at the ceiling. I'm like, all right, this is, this is fucking boring. Like what time is it? I look, it's like, yeah, eight 30. I knew college football kicked off at nine. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go down and I'm going to sit at the bar. And I like sent a group text to like everybody that was there. Like, Hey, I'm down at the bar. I'm gambling and I'm drinking bloody Mary's. Whenever you guys get up, if you want to come join me by all means, um, I'll be here for a while. Cause I got to spend a minimum of whatever amount of dollars. And <laughs> so like, come on down. And then like at one point in the night, like we were, I forget where we went on, uh, on Saturday night. Um, but one of the guys looks at me, he goes, You just say whatever is on your mind all the time. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, kind of. He goes, People from the West Coast don't really do that. It's actually very oh. refreshing. I was like, Yeah, yeah, man. I don't know. This is just kind of like how most of us are from the East Coast. <laughs> like, like, we're I love that. in a lot of ways, like, it's sort of, you know, everybody's like, you know, a dick or whatever kind of out here. You know, And it's like, I'm like, yeah, everybody's just like, kind of like this. I mean, Mm -hmm. come to the East coast more. You'd be like, you'd kind of be a little bit put off because people are so like unfriendly to you when you're like, Oh, Hey, how you doing? It's like, fuck off. Like, don't talk to me. Like,
1: I am on my phone.
2: Yeah. Like, why are you speaking to me? It's so funny because when I moved here, I met this guy and I started, we were like, I don't, we were dating, I guess. I don't think we were, but we were like, whatever. And one night we were like drinking and he was like, I need to like ask you a question. And I was like, what's up? And he was like, did you, he was, and he was like serious. He was like, did you move here to evade a murder charge? And I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) I was like, you're kidding. And he was like, yeah, I'm like kidding. But like, but like, like, What's like the story? And I was like, "No, I absolutely did not move here to a murder charge. Are you fucking kidding me?" And then later on that year, I met one of my best friends, Kristen. She's the one that pulls the possum up by the tail. I don't know. If oh, we gotta we gotta
0: talk about that. We gotta talk about oh, yeah. the possum afterward.
2: Yeah. So do we also do we have a time limit? I feel like I'm just talking so much. No.
0: Nope. We're okay. open ended. Okay, most of most of these on go that. for like most of these go for like over an hour. So. Talk okay. away until you get sick of it. <laughs>
2: so she, um, I met her at a beach party for a mutual friend and I was there, some girl, one of my friends texted me and she's like, I'm going to this beach party. Do you want to come? And I just moved here. I'd known her from SoulCycle and I was like, yeah, sure. Like I want to meet new people, whatever. So I went, I show up, I don't know anybody there except for her. we're where I live in this community, it's kind of like tight knit. I love it. Everyone that I'm friends with, I love. I have nothing bad to say about it. It's not like typical LA. It's like off the beaten path a little bit. It's like 30 minutes south of Santa Monica. It's amazing. So it's it's pretty tight knit, but once you're in, like you're in and like everyone's super friendly. So I I know that now. So when I went to the party, I was like, Chelsea, I got a pee so bad and like I'm not going in the ocean in front of there were so many people, there was like three, 400 people here. I was like, I just, I'm so anxious and I want to go up at the house. And she was like, well, I don't know this kid. Like he, um, like, I don't know if we can go. And then this girl who like is the most beautiful, perfect body blonde. Like I literally remember she was wearing this like four screen bikini. She comes up to me and she's like, Oh, do you have to go to the bathroom? And I was like, yeah and she was like oh i'll take you like i'll go up to the house with you like i'm gonna go up anyways like i'll just like bring you and i was like looking at her and i was like this girl's gonna beat me up like i probably talked to her boyfriend or something stupid because i was what 25 26 like i just moved here and like yeah. girls in boston don't do that like they are not nice to other girls like the boston bathroom is like where shit goes down so i was just like <laughs> like the heart bathroom the oh, women's bathroom more girls get beat up there than i have on any ufc fight in my entire life like i was like holy shit
0: i almost got beat up in the men's room there once like
2: the harp is the most it's preposterous it's a
0: disaster keep going sorry it's
2: a disaster no it is a disaster i mean it's ridiculous so she i'm like going and i'm like chelsea and chelsea's like she's like oh you're fine like she'll bring you up there I'm gonna like talk to this guy or whatever and I'm walking up the stairs and I was like drunk but I like vividly remember being like why is this girl being so nice to me I'm so confused and like she's too hot like does she like did I do something bad like whatever nope she just like brings me upstairs she we start ripping to like Tito shots we're eating Doritos I was like this is the best fucking day of my life and it's just because those people they're just nice people and it's so funny because she'll tell people that story now and she's like yeah maddie thought i was gonna like rob her or like beat her ass and like take her upstairs when she had first moved here because she wasn't used to like the west coast mentality it's just people are just so much more cutthroat i feel like in boston and it's funny when i go home now like my girlfriends i'm just like i don't fucking care anymore and my girlfriends will be like you're being so soft like you know you got like you're so soft now and i'm like i just don't give a fuck anymore <laughs> like i don't want yeah. I mean. to
0: like uh, yeah well because like you you get asked to go you know do something or talk to somebody that you kind of don't really know in you know in, in greater boston or whatever it's like all yeah. right what's this person's ulterior motive here like right
2: like what was your fucking motive like why you're are always you, doing what? the math
0: in your head
2: yes and it's so funny to me, so yeah, so moving here, I mean that was like something great that I feel like happened was me just realizing that not everybody is like that and but then there is like the the other side of that is people are just can be really fake, and you know mm-hmm. it takes a it takes a while to realize if they're being fake people or if they're actually nice humans mm-hmm. um but yeah i've and it's so funny to me because I mean, how many fights do you see when you when you were younger like you're out in Boston or even yeah. Providence. Or you see a guy get into a fight every fucking day, like or oh, like every yeah. night. You get out. Oh like yeah, your guys, even just like altercations, like yelling altercations, and people are just like calling each other pussies. It's just like so toxic masculinity bullshit. I just have never seen anybody fight here ever. I think I've seen two guys. Have you ever, Haley, just came in the bathroom? Have you seen any guy fight? Any guy fight here?
1: And, oh, I had a friend that almost got into a fight once. So the dude was peeing next to his car yeah shell back and the student's like why are you peeing on my car and the other dude was like fuck you I'm gonna pee where I want to pee and then, <laughs> and they didn't end up fighting
2: but they didn't fight can you imagine if that was in no. Boston that kid would have taken a fucking they ended up like going to high
1: school oh yeah
2: <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying like it's like these people and it's so and I honestly obviously like it more because it's like not as aggressive but it's just such a night or day situation and I'm just yeah, it's wild. It's, it's kind of like a culture shock. And when I go home now and I'm like, I used to go, we used to go out in Boston and I'd be like, all right, which one of our guy friends are going to get into a fight? Or me and my girlfriends would be like arguing with people at the bar or like hawking aluminum bottles across the bar at these girls. Oh and just my like God. Being Yeah. Like, it's crazy.
0: Um, yeah. Like if that, if that had happened in, you know, in, in Boston, like, I feel like a punch would have been thrown before a word was even said, like, Yeah. Next to somebody else's car. It's like, yo, man, what the fuck? Well, you peed on my, you know, 2007 Subaru Outback. What the fuck, man? How dare you you desecrate my mother's third car that she gave to me when I was 16?
1: How fucking dare you? It is so true. So,
2: yeah, it's a lot different here, but...
0: So, let me ask you, what was the... Now, I know you... You know, you had a, you had like a corporate job in, in, in Boston, right? I I forget exactly where you were working. What was it that made you just pick up and say, you know what, fuck it, I'm moving to Cali.
2: So I, I had moved to, I moved to Southeast specifically in the fall of 2015 Mm -hmm. with two of my, you know, the Hargrave sisters, they went to UNH. Yes. So I moved in with them. They're unbelievable people. I love them so much. They're like the best girls ever. Or Allie went there. Annie didn't, but Allie did. I know um, Allie. I
0: don't know the other one.
2: Yeah. The sh- Annie's younger. So we moved into Boston, and like, I just, I've never really been a person that plays by the rules. And I just, I feel like there's such a social construct in the East or on the East Coast where you go to college, you get a job, you meet a guy you get married, you have kids, you like, whatever. And you go move to the burbs and and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, obviously you, that's, you did that. And that is what it is, but it's, yeah. as a girl, it's like, that's kind of like what you're seen to, I mean, for anybody, it's like what you're seen to do. And I just have never really fit that mold. And so I was there and I was, I was single, but I was like still hooking up with my ex. And I was just like, I wasn't, I liked my job and I was good at my job, but I was just like, I don't see myself doing this. And I, I was, it was starting to be like, all right, I'd been there for like two and a half years. And I was like, I could tell that the, the, I didn't, I was in sales. So like the less I cared, the worse I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I just wasn't like, I didn't want to put the work in and I was just like, whatever. And then on the other hand, we're living in selfie, which is basically, a, I don't know how it is now, but it's basically a college. And it's just like, how yeah. are you supposed to get anything done when you're living there? So I, I was unhappy, but I didn't know what changes to make in my life. And um, I was like, I can't get back with my ex. And I'm just like doing the same shit over and over. And I had a party. It was St. Paddy's Day weekend in Southie, which, you know, is like a fucking shit show. Oh, yeah. And
0: um,
2: It's absurd. So and we had a party and this girl who her boyfriend, who I'd known for a few years, was roommates with my best guy friend from Westford at uh, UMass Dartmouth. hmm. And she, we were in the bathroom together and she was like, Hey, um, they, her and her boyfriend had broken up and she was like, I'm moving to California and I think you should come with me. And I was, she was like, it sounds like you don't love your job or like you're, you're looking to move on from your job. Cause I have nothing bad to say about my job. It was, I loved it. I still talked to a lot of the people there. It was great. Um, you know, they were so wonderful, but it just wasn't for me at the time. And she's like, you don't like it you know you're still you're not really branching off and like meeting new guys you're kind of doing the same thing every weekend and like you're obviously fucking miserable she's like moved to california with me and i was like yeah, yeah yeah sure like didn't think anything of it like you know you make those empty promises all the time yep and then the next day was a sunday and i had to work and i was salary obviously so i wasn't getting like it wasn't like i was getting paid overtime or anything and she called me and I remember being in my car on the mass pike and being like, oh, do I really want to answer this fucking call right now? And I was like, oh, yeah, do so I answer the call? Because you know, like, I don't want to talk to people on the phone. Like, no. So I was like, whatever, so answer the yeah, call. Yeah, where's the
0: fire? Yeah.
2: OK, like, text me if it's, if you need to talk <laughs> to me, text me, like, I, whatever. So it is what it is. So she called me and she was like, hey. And I was like, hey, what's up? And she's like, so you're coming, you're like moving with me. And I remember being on the pike and being like, the, yeah. And I was like, I'm coming. And she's like, you're going to come with me. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I have everything all set. Just come. And that was on a Sunday. And then on Tuesday I went home to my parents' house and I was like, I'm moving to California. And my dad didn't talk to me for two weeks. My mom was so mad. They were so mad. I had to tell my boss I was leaving. He was not happy. I mean, I literally just like left everything behind. Allie Hargrave I fucking love her. She was like, I know you're unhappy here and I'm going to find a sublet for you. And I don't need you. I need that to be like the least of your worries. I just need you to like take care of everything else. Wow. And so, yeah, she was so helpful. I fucking love her. God bless her. So she, I sold all my stuff and I just moved and I had no apartment, no car. I flew here. I had nothing. I had no job. And I lived on my best guy friend's couch for four weeks. It was his, my friend from, he's my best friend from home. We've been friends since kindergarten. He was living mm. in Pasadena. Oh wow. Like, Yeah, not somewhere you wanna live if you, live. if you move to California and you're 24 and single, you don't move to Pasadena. But he was giving, you know, he was helping me out and she was like, we're gonna move to the South Bay. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, I don't know what the fuck that is. I'd never been to California before. <laughs> I was like, sure, <laughs> it sounds good to me. I like looked up this restaurant that she was getting a job at, up at on Yelp. And I was like, seems legit. And she was like, I'll talk to the manager. I'll see if I can get you a job. And so I got on a plane. I had like four suitcases, slept on a white pleather couch for four weeks straight with no AC in California heat in June. Oh. Me. And then we were living in a, two, it was a two bedroom apartment. It was my best friend from home and his friend. And then another guy from my hometown. So there was four of us in a two bedroom, two bathroom apartment and they played hockey. And their shit smelled so bad. I was like, oh, this is, man. it was awful. I was like, this is so ridiculous. And eventually my friend from home was like, it's been four weeks. Like your time is up. Like you need to find an apartment. Like I can't, like you can't be here anymore. I love you, but like you can't. And like, obviously I agreed. And so I ended up moving to the South Bay. We think I've found an apartment here. I found a job. I didn't have a car for two years. I was living paycheck to paycheck, but It was the happiest and I'm the happiest I've ever been. And even in that time where I had no money and no car and no job and I was like living off my savings, it was the best time of my life. And whenever people ask me for advice on anything, I'm like, you need to just take it and you can't worry about what other people are going to say. Because if you really want to do something, you have to just go for it and not think about failing. Like failing is not an option. I could not move home with my tail between my legs and go back to my parents' house and pretend like that never happened. And here I am and I'm so happy I moved. I mean, it's amazing.
0: That's so. yeah, that that's that's incredible. I, like I I thought about doing that when I was like real real angry towards like, you know, different points in my my basketball career like I I yeah. hated, you know, general what i was doing generally like i had a boss off. that was a dick at one point <laughs> like and it was just you're like not happy. yeah you're not happy and like i wasn't making enough money to like justify the
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know working 12 13 hour days like yeah you know watching watching this this dude that i that i worked for just fucking come up come in late in the morning yell at me for four or five hours then go home and expect me to be there for he'd show up at like 11 and leave at three if we didn't have practice and then he'd expect me to be there till like eight or nine or 10 at night like doing shit and i was like this fucking but and we stunk and then (laughs) and then like
2: makes it harder
0: i was like I I said to my – I said to our other – the the dude that I was coaching with, the other assistant, we were both fucking miserable. We referred to our our year um, together in in Providence there as, like, we were working in a casket. (laughs) So, like, every time we walked into the gym, we're like, all right, we're going back into the funeral home. Like, this is our casket. We're going to pass away (laughs) here. Like, you know, six-and-a-half-hour practices. Like, I just wanted to, like, just – say, fuck it, I'm just going to go walk out on an I-95, uh, the I-95 next to the state house there. and just say like, you know, hope something big and heavy hits me and that's <laughs> the end of it, you know?
2: It's so true. Like me and my girlfriend, me and my friend, my best friend, from my best girlfriend from home, one of them, not SJ, the one that's all over my Instagram, but my yeah. other friend, Erin, she worked at the same company as me and we used to text each other because we were remote. So I was in remote sales. So we were in my car all day. Yep. And we would text each other. And this is when I realized this is not a way to live your life. I'd be like, if I got into a car accident right now and I got to be in the hospital for two weeks, I would be, oh, I would be happy.
1: Oh like, I don't God.
2: you know what I mean. Like you just have these yeah. thoughts and you're like, thing, like I would ever, obviously it was just like, you know, it is what it, it was, what it was, but I was like, I just hate what I'm doing so much, and I don't know how to get out of it because it's just like you're that age and you're young and you're like this. You feel like this is what you're supposed to be doing, and this is what you worked for, and this is like everyone tells you this is the path you're supposed to take, but you're fucking miserable, and it's like this
0: isn't normal. Yeah, like yeah, I've I had a lot of those same thoughts, and then like (laughs) you know, then I moved to Connecticut, and like you know, Connecticut's eh, not great, but like I had a much better like you know, coaching experience that I had in, that I had in Providence. But like, I, I was like, I was miserable there and I didn't even like know it really. Like
1: mm-hmm. I, I would
0: like think about it, but it wasn't something like, like actively registered in my mind until, yeah. um, until Joe, uh, his name was Joe, my other, our other assistant there. Um, you know, when he interviewed, he, he mentioned this to me later, he was like, do you ever do like, you know, a lot of basketball coaches will do like workouts on the side, like for like local kids to make, a, you know, an extra 25, 30 bucks, like an hour yeah. or whatever, like basically an hour of babysitting, what have you. <laughs> yeah. And it'd be like, do you ever do like workouts for kids in the area, like to, to make a little bit extra money? I was like, well, Joe, to be completely honest with you, I like to have a life when I leave this place because I don't leave this place that often. And he said that to me, like, I didn't even remember saying it. He said it to me like six months after I said it to him. And I was like, holy fuck, man. I don't even remember saying that. And we're like, we're like fucking, you know, he's like chain smoking with the front desk lady. Like yeah. he lost like 30 pounds in like three months. Like this is how like miserable we were. Like yeah, I, it was You're awful in the, in the, in the trenches. And like, you know, now happy figured it out. You have, yeah. I have, here we are. Like, here fuck.
2: But we're not doing, where do you work? Do you work in tech? What do you do again?
0: I, I recruit now. So I work in, I recruit for, uh, for engineering and, uh, like skilled manufacturing jobs, you yeah. know, but which it is
2: hard to make that switch because it's like you and I both worked, we were communications majors and sports studies, minors or concentrations. And it's like, it's yeah. hard for people to accept the fact that like maybe what they put their life into, especially for you as a coach, like you put your whole life into that and it just wasn't, you weren't happy. And you're like, do I make the switch out of this? Or do I just, is this how it's supposed to be for the rest of my life?
0: Right. And like, you know, that's another thing. Like, you know, I was, I was the, uh, I was the opposite of you. You were calm, sports studies minor. I was sports studies major. And then I, I don't know, they threw, they mixed together a bunch of classes that gave me some sort of like leadership minor. I don't really know what it was, but like, I'm not doing any of that right now, you know, and it's, it's like one of those things, like, yeah, oh, fuck, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I graduated, like, I'm a sports management major, like, you know what I mean, there's not really, like, a ton of people look at it, like, "Ah," I mean, you were, what what is sports studies, what is this, right, you're like, oh,
2: I wrote releases and fucking learned about rec. like I and it, it was, was just-
0: fucking great I enjoyed the hell yeah. out of it I just wish somebody yeah. had told me like beforehand like there's probably something more lucrative I could you know chase after rather than this mm-hmm. this weird you know this weird dragon of oh yeah you know if I get to the ACC I'll be making like six figures not realizing like that's never going to fucking happen you know it's like Yeah, I'm not going to be on fucking CBS in March for the fucking NCAA tournament with some team. Like, I'm going to be like, I'm more likely to be like a high school, you know, JV coach. You know what I mean? (laughs) like one of those things. Like,
2: I wish somebody had
0: told me, you know?
2: Yeah, it's totally like managing expectations. And yeah, I mean, I was a comm major. I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. And I was working in restaurants when I graduated initially. And my parents were like, this is not you know, you can't, we paid for your education. This is not like what you can do with this. And I was like, okay, but I was so happy. And then I did what they wanted me to do for however many years. And now I'm fucking back working in restaurants because I love it and it, and it is what it is. And, you know, I probably don't make six figures, but I'm happy with what I'm doing. Yeah. And I feel like you can't really put a price on that. And it is, it's, it's just, I mean, I drive an 04 Honda Accord and fucking live my life. And I'm happier than I was living in Southie buying new outfits every weekend and driving a brand new Explorer. It's yeah. just like you can't put a price on happiness.
1: And so if, it, if it makes
0: you feel any better, I've, I've had my, I have a 2012, uh, Impreza. I didn't drive it <laughs> for, um, like I, I, the last time I drove it was literally March 13th. I got sent home from, from work because of the, because of the Rona, And they, you know, I, I brought all my, I brought all my shit home with me. I got, I'm sitting at my work desk right now. Like I haven't touched it. Haven't gone in it. Nothing since then. I tried to go in it on Friday or Thursday because I scheduled a haircut for myself. I haven't like, I haven't turned it on. Fucking thing wouldn't start. Like it's a, it's a piece of junk anyways. Like I got somehow when I was living in Connecticut, I got hit twice in the same parking lot i wasn't like driving or even in my car i came out and there were these yeah my car was just parked in the lot and like i would work again ungodly hours but i would come out and like i had this huge dent in the rear passenger uh door one time i had one that like in the front passenger door like it looked like a box truck with one of those little platforms on the end like backed into me and there was like a big like dagger in the side of it I was oh like, what the fuck? And I'm still like driving this thing around and I'm like, all right. Like, it, uh, it's about time for me to get a new car. Probably two weeks before this, like the coronavirus stuff like started happening. Yeah. And every day I look at, I look at my wife. I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't, like, I'm not making a car payment right now. Cause we don't mm-hmm. fucking go anywhere.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Do anything. I have a few friends that bought cars before and they're like, I can't believe I'm making payments on this right now. This is insane. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I feel for them. It's bad. And it's so weird because all of my friends here work in sports and like the parent company here, all my friends work for them and it's called AEG. I don't know if Mm -hmm. you've heard of them, but they, all my friends that work for them. And it's crazy because when Corona first started, all the restaurant workers were the people that were laid off on, you know, when we were on unemployment or whatever. And now as things open back up, we are like getting back off on employment, but all my friends that have like jobs like that are getting laid off or furloughed, or their, you know, their salaries decreasing by like fifty percent, and it's just like oh, so shit. crazy. Oh yeah, it's horrible, and I'm like, this is like terrible, and I'm like thankful that I can like go back to work and you know make money, but I'm like, this shit is fucking crazy, and they're like pay- still paying rent and paying car payments, and some of them have kids, and you know, it is what it is. So.
0: How was how has it been for you? Um, you know obviously working in a, working in a restaurant during, during this whole, thing. I mean, obviously you were, you know, out for a, for an extended period. Cause you know, yeah. couldn't go anywhere into these restaurants, yeah. but like how, what, yeah. how is it to have lived through that? And now you're like back actively facing this on like a daily basis.
2: It's so crazy because I mean, obviously we have to wear masks every day and as we should, whatever, mm-hmm. but
0: I'm I very pro-mask, like, just so you know. Yeah, I'm very pro-mask.
2: I don't understand why people have such a problem with it. Like, I don't, I love it because I don't like people looking at my face for extended periods of time. <laughs> and like, I can, you know, I just don't like it. So when I wear a mask, obviously you can only see my eyes, but whatever. So people come in and they like, they'll complain or whatever. And I've realized like talking to my other friends that work in restaurants and bars, they it's always like boomers it's never people our age it's mostly like Mm. older people and every like most people that i come into my restaurant are amazing i'd say 99.9 percent i mean actually i mean everyone's great but people that are complaining about wearing masks and i'm just like do i fucking look like gavin newsom to you do i look like (laughs) someone that holds any sort of government position whatsoever. I do not have control. I cannot tell you, but if you guys don't wear a mask and, like, someone comes in and they see that you're not wearing a mask, I'm going to lose my job. Right. So, like, can you just listen? And, like, you can sit down and drink and eat, and you don't have to wear a mask. I'm wearing my mask for eight hours a day. J- just put it on when you're going to the bathroom. It's just really not that hard. It, it's it's so wild to me. My,
0: but My whole thing yeah. with, with the masks is, like, I just – I don't want somebody else's blood on my hands. Like, yeah. I, yeah. yes, I, like I said to, you know, I went out, I brought the trash out. I, I have this situation where I have like a shared driveway with my neighbor, right? So okay, I yeah. went out there and I, my neighbor's out, you know, ripping a butt and he's like,
1: like, Where do you live again?
0: Uh, Goffstown, New Hampshire, right outside oh, yeah, of yeah, yeah. You're right outside of Manch, so um, currently oh, the second currently the second highest amount of coronavirus cases in the state of New Hampshire in Goffstown. Oh so, shit,
2: Manch or you?
0: Goffstown's number two. Manch is number one. Bedford's number oh, three.
2: God. Damn.
0: Yeah. So I went out. I brought the trash out. He's like, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm, you know, I'm good." And just, uh, you know, wait until we. Yeah, I'm just you know really wish we could like go outside again he goes oh well we go outside I was like dude that's not what I fucking meant like I, I yeah, go outside too true. I meant like I would like to go outside and not actively fear that me getting groceries is going to have some sort of weird domino effect where somebody's grandmother is gonna pass yes. away yes. know, that I don't even yes. know like so and it, your child. yeah it, like just yeah. do a courtesy thing. Just wear a mask. Like I was in, yeah. I, I don't was in get the it. supermarket. You'll like this. I was in the supermarket yeah. like I don't know two weeks ago now, and I was I was looking for fucking popsicles. I wanted some popsicles. Like, no, crazy, no. and you know I don't know if they, they probably do this where you guys are too. Like where where you there's like the one way in the aisles in the supermarket oh, or yeah. whatever, just to like John minimize the foot traffic. traffic yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 so I'm standing there i'm looking I'm looking in the you know the the popsicle section of the the frozen foods, and this guy, this random i don't know late fifties annoying man, just like turns the corner and starts like shouting, Oh no, I'm going the wrong way up the aisle. what's gonna happen to stop me and he's like looking at me, and I just turned and I was like. I just stared at him for, like, like he wanted me to be like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like, da, 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 coronavirus this. yeah, I just stood, and I stared him right in the eyes until he got, like, uncomfortable and then walked away, like, past me. And then somebody else turned into the aisle the way you're supposed to be going, and he started going, oh, no, I'm going the wrong way. I'm like, all right, you just obviously wanted somebody to react to you. I didn't give the reaction you wanted. I just fucking you're stared right? at him. Him and I neither one of us knowing the other person's lifestyle that is
2: so wild to me and And you're just like fucking grilling him oh my god i can imagine i'm standing
0: there like i'm wearing a mask like it's not like it's it's not like i have this mask with like a a face cut out of like oh yeah oh it doesn't look like he's wearing one because you can see his his beard and his mouth (laughs) on the mask i was wearing a bright red new england patriots mask On brand, it was very obvious that I'm wearing a mask. Like, yeah. It's like not like missing. I'm like, listen, man, I don't fucking agree with what you're saying to me right now. It's stupid. Don't and I'm not even going to acknowledge it.
2: What the fuck? Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. I just, I feel like for California, people have been, for the most part, Okay. But I did, this was crazy. I was home for, when we exercise, like I go for runs and like, I, we don't have to wear a mask when, if you're exercising. Right. And I go on a trail or whatever, but I was in Boston and I didn't think of wearing my mask because I was going on a run and I felt horrible because everyone, I could feel like people like, shaming me right. and I like felt bad because I was like I'm so sorry like I just where I am it's different and it's just like not obviously it's different here like people are running in their masks but I don't run it at home in LA with my mask and it was just it was so weird but yeah it just wear your fucking mask people and my mom it's yeah it's just weird and my mom works in health she works at MGH she's a nurse there mm-hmm. and she is like if my mom can wear her mask for 12 hours a fucking day, she's 60 years old and work at MGH. She's not on a COVID floor. She's on um, PAC use, so like post anesthesia, mm-hmm. but she has to wear a fucking mask all day, all the time for 12 hours. Karen, wear your mask when you go to the fucking grocery store to go get your Hot Pockets or whatever the fuck else you're buying. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> Do it for two hours. It It's... I'm just so mad about it. I'm like, and people, and then, and then you see the the women and they're like, well, I have a health condition where I like, can't wear a mask. And I'm like, what is your health condition? I don't understand why you can't just wear your mask at the grocery store.
0: Yeah. It's just a courtesy (laughs) thing. You know, I saw, I saw this video online yesterday of this probably 60 year old man going out of his way to not wear a mask and like they were tr- it was a walmart and they i don't know if you saw this or not it was fucking yeah, wild yeah. this guy's like no leave get out like you need to be wearing a mask he's like shoving him and shoving him into like the fucking produce
1: oh yeah
0: they're like essentially like he's just like shoving this walmart dude who like is probably in his head he's wearing a mask all these walmart people are wearing a mask the dude filming yeah. it, it's wearing a mask And he can't, like, touch him because then the guy's going to sue him for assault or whatever. But he's just, like, shoving this dude into the purse. Like, dude, just wear a fucking mask for the 30 minutes you're going to be in the grocery store. It's it's like a – yeah, sure, it's mildly inconvenient and it might hurt your ears. But, like, it's like a courtesy thing. Like –
2: even if it, I mean, even if it, do, I don't know, it's like so many conflicting things. And like, obviously, neither of us are fucking scientists, but
1: no, at the at very,
2: at the very, <laughs> at the very least, like, maybe it doesn't do anything, but like, who cares? Like, why would you not just follow the rules? Like, just do it. I just don't understand. And, you know, people are like, it's inflicting on my rights. And I'm just like, oh my fucking God, get yeah. over yourself.
0: Yeah. You, you know it. what? Like, you won't have any rights to inflict on if you're dead because you got the coronavirus and you got like the bad strain. It's
2: just yeah, it is what it is. That's I, our mask grant, I guess, everybody. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, didn't mean to get didn't mean to get too too into that with you.
2: <laughs> when I see it's just crazy. Just wear your masks and be nice to people that work at stores and restaurants and just know that we're doing our best and like everyone in restaurants or not restaurants at um like fucking Whole Foods or wherever, home goods, wherever you go. Literally anywhere.
0: For, you don't get anywhere. paid enough to deal with the shit.
2: I know. And it's hard because it is an awkward conversation to have. And like managers aren't trained on how to like we're not but like people aren't bouncers. Like I don't know, you know what I mean? Like it's just it's a weird dynamic. So please just wear a mask and so everyone can be nice and whatever. But
0: yeah, make it easy on everybody. Like just wear a mask. It's fine. Yeah. Like I will say
2: that yeah and like where I've been working it's been so nice and people are for the most super good about following the rules. And um, it's been so nice to have people coming out to restaurants again. It's like the best. And we have outdoor seating now, which is huge. And it's just so nice. I feel like it brings a sense of normalcy to like the community and it's so Mm -hmm. great. And I'm so thankful to like be a part of that, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Don't, don't be mean. Don't, don't be mean to, if I can throw just like a PSA out here don't be mean to the dudes stocking the shelves at the market basket or the yeah. whole foods. Cause they're getting paid like minimum wage. They're probably high school kids like that are telling yeah. you that sir, can you please wear your mask? Just, you know, just to be please. like courteous to other people, just please. Like it's probably some 17 year old kid and like yeah. just, just be nice yeah. to these people. Like yeah. we're all going through this together like for some reason America has not been able to manage this. Like the rest of these countries, like you see like the spikes and then it goes all the way back down. Like New Zealand, the people are going to rugby matches like with full, like my full stadiums. Really now.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. My and friends. Actually killed
1: actually it, it,
2: right? Yeah. And it, well, my friends went to it. Was fucked. So it's just funny. It's weird that I like know people that this happened to. So they, um, went to a wedding and then they came back and the 24 out of like 34 of the people had coronavirus and it's like quarantine and everything and it was just this whole thing but now it's just like it's funny how America is the ones that are handling this so poorly and like all of other countries are just like thriving and yeah like they're all living their lives and we're yeah. the ones that are just is what it is so
0: yeah, no, dude. Dude, I coached at at post. Live, he's a farmer in New Zealand now for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, big British guy. Um, he was like, he was he was like, yeah, they, coach. They just looked down the the country for you know a couple of weeks, and we killed the virus, and we're good now. We can kind of go yeah. about our business. And I'm like, and there it is. What the fuck, man. Like here we are, you know, four months later, sitting here, you know oh, when's this going to end? Well, yeah, it's not going to fucking end because nobody wants to stay in their house and just, like, watch Netflix. Like, this is not, like, they're not shipping, you know, I'm not being shipped to Omaha Beach. Like, I'm not in the South Pacific, like, you know, getting shot at, like, it like yeah. in World War Two. Like... They just want me to stay in and watch fucking Ozark, like that's it. Like, yeah. I think I can do that, and I'll grill, like, and swim in my pool. Yeah, and
1: I'll grill. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like I know. What have you? Easy. Yeah, it,
2: it is easy. It is what it is. So, anyway, whatever.
0: We'll we'll change gears so we we don't get uh, you know too angry here. But let's let's talk about the possum. Your oh my gosh, the possum God. escapades.
1: Right. you've had not even
0: not even just one time this has happened to you multiple times
2: i need to google possum spirit animal situation it's just because so this started when i my friend before this even started my friend jane has a Possum outside her house in Hermosa, and she named him Kevin. This was like over a year ago. She like feeds them and shit. I'm like, are you okay? Like she's all, she's just. I love her, and I'm. But i She also feeds seagulls. She's one of those people that feed seagulls at the beach, and I'm like, oh, I cannot oh. be around you because everything you stand for, I fucking hate. So oh, she was no. feeding this whatever, and that was like a couple years ago or a year ago. But then I'm at me and my one of my very good friends, Kristen, who I've already mentioned throughout this yep. whole thing. Um, we were at her parents' house up the street from me and it was her, me and her other friend from this area. And we had gone out, we had like a big night. We like did the whole Mac and cheese fucking buffet at like four in the morning. We were like still drinking. We're making cookies, like doing crazy, like just dumb shit that you do when you're drunk and can't sleep. And so then me and her went to bed in our parents' room upstairs. So this didn't happen at my apartment, which people think it did. But she, her parents live in like a palace. I cannot afford that. But like no, so she lives upstairs, uh, or we were sleeping upstairs, and our other friend was downstairs. And I was so we went to bed at probably four thirty-five in the morning, and at like seven thirty, the girl comes up from downstairs. I wasn't awake for this, but Kristen says she was like, "Hey Kiki, like I can't sleep," and Kristen was like, "Go fuck yourself." I need like I'm so exhausted and still drunk hungover like I can't entertain you right now like go back downstairs so our friend goes back downstairs and like her living room one of her living rooms is like off of the back so it's like a basement like walk-in basement kind of situation
1: yeah
2: and there's like a big glass slider and so she goes to lay down on the couch and watch tv and she notices that like all of the pictures on the tv stand are like toppled over she was like, that's fucking weird. And then she looks directly ahead of her, like over her feet, like she's laying down. And there's just a possum just sitting like in the windowsill, sill, like right at the, like a massive possum. So she comes back upstairs and then I wake up to her being like, you guys, you guys. Cause she's like the sweetest voice. She's like, I am. So I'm like, I, at this point, I'm like, what is going on? She's like, I am so sorry to wake you but there's, there's a possum downstairs in your living room. And in my brain, I was like, I am either a dreaming or B, I accidentally took shrooms and like mushroom chocolate. And like, I don't know what's going on. And like, I don't know what's reality right now. And Kristen was like, we were so like out of it. She's like, can you just deal with it? And Elisa was like, her, friend, her name's Lisa. She's like, um, Keek's like, I, Kiki like, I don't know. And then I kind of like, we both came to and we were like, wait, what do you mean? So we go downstairs. Before we even get through the doorway, the smell of a wild animal, like, <laughs> I can't even explain to you how it smelled. I was like, this is the fucking worst. Like, what are you talking about?
0: And possums was, stink, too.
2: Oh, okay, it's horrible. I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever smelled in my entire life. And I lived with four boys in California with no AC and it was terrible. Like, this is awful. And hockey equipment. And hockey equipment, baking in the sun. So... <laughs> She's like, it's just perched there, and I'm pretty sure possums are like nocturnal. So I was like, this thing's obviously fucking sick. And none of us have boyfriends, so it's seven thirty in the morning on a Saturday. No one's fucking awake. I'm like, what do we do? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, who do we call? Like, I'm not dating anyone. You're not dating anyone. Like, all of our guy friends that we're out partying with, like, we're calling them. They're fucking asleep. They're not waking up. And Kristen's like, you can hear her in the video. She was like, just Google how to get rid of a possum. And I was like, dude, what do you mean? <laughs> so then I called Animal control and I was like, hey, um, there's a possum like in my friend's house. Like, I don't know how it got in, but like, we need to like, you need to take care of it. Like I need help. So we give them the address and Kristen was like so agitated. And she was just like, I can't fucking believe this is happening. And like, <laughs> she, like, it's her parents' house. It's this beautiful house. Like she would get her ass kicked chewed out like for this. So... She's like, you and Elisa need to go upstairs and like clean the fucking kitchen. Cause it's a fucking mess. And like we, it was disgusting. We'd been, there was like mac and cheese on the walls. It was awful. So we're like upstairs cleaning. And all of a sudden I look and I see Kristen grab like a pair of g- like, um like gloves that you wear to like clean with, like that go all the way to your elbows. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like dishwashing gloves.
2: Yeah. 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 And like a broom, like a broomstick with like no broom on the end. And I was like, this is fucking weird. So I immediately followed her downstairs. She didn't say a word. And then at the video, you see her in the corner and I'm like, I start recording cause I was like, this is ridiculous. And like, people need to see what's happening right now. I had no idea she was going to pick it up. Like I did not know what was going on. I thought she was going to like poke at it and try and like usher it out of the door. Yeah. She fucking uses the stick as like a weapon. If she <laughs> needed it, it doesn't use it to poke at it. She just has it in her hand and picks it up by the tail and like a leaky bag of trash carries it around her body and like places it outside it was the most surreal shit i've ever seen in my life i've never seen an act of courage like that in my fucking life i couldn't believe it was happening i was like this is not real my dad calls her the boss he's like she's the boss i was like i can't even believe that this is occurring right now i i i was like in a state of shock and then she goes and just cleans up so then there's a shit on the floor that is, like, a human shit. It looks like a human shit. And I was like, someone in this house took shit, and it wasn't possum because this is a human-sized shit. And I was like, we need to get to the bottom of this. And so I'm Googling possum shit on my phone, and I'm like, no, possum's shit, like humans. Like, it's not like a bunny where it's, like, little pellets. It's, like, literally <laughs> a human. She takes, like, a wipe out of the bathroom. She just barehand picks it up, puts it in the trash. I was like, you were – the most unbelievable person. So then I put that on Instagram and like, I've never had so many DMs in my life. I think I had over 120 DMs from people that I haven't even talked to. There were people like DMing me and posting that were from Australia that I'm not friends with, like that are just like random humans. Barstool stopped, but they didn't repost it, which frankly, are you fucking kidding me? It was better than 90% of their videos they post, but- Wow. Oh, I know, they saw it and they didn't repost it. I still get messages to this day being like, why hasn't this gone viral yet? And she, I mean, she's an American hero. And then we just go upstairs and she's just eating watermelon. And then she's like texted me later that day. And she was like, I, I know it's every, like nothing feels different, but I know everything's going to be different. And I was like, <laughs> everything is different. And then we went out the next day and people in the South Bay that we did not know were recognizing her as possum girl. They were like, you're possum girl. She's the possum girl. And from that day on, there's been possums fucking everywhere. I have a possum in my house, like on my house. Kristen had to rescue a baby possum. Fucking Kevin's still chilling with my friend Jane. It's just so weird. But yeah, so shout out to Kristen. Oh my God. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I don't think any man could have done what she did.
0: I I could not have done that. Uh, I mean you know, they're, what are they? They're marsupials or whatever. They're like vermin.
2: Yeah, the babies, yeah.
0: And I know they're generally, I think, scared of like everything. I yeah, think.
2: and that's what I felt, yeah. And I felt bad because he looks so, like I have a picture, he looks so scared. And I was like, this is, like, I feel so bad. And I think Kristen's such an animal person. I think that she, I don't know. Like, she must've just instinctually been like, this thing needs to get out of my house and into its home because it doesn't know how to escape on its own and like, I don't want it going into a cage. I don't know. She's just, like, a humanitarian, so...
0: Right. I think I think because you kind of, like... A lot of people, like, kind of group them in with, like, raccoons, and raccoons are, like, generally terrible, you know?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So... They eat trash. So... Yeah, they eat trash. Like, I think possums only eat, like, grubs and, like, ticks and stuff like that. They're very strange animals. That Uh, is strange. Speaking of... uh, like I've never actually told this story before, but speaking of speaking of gigantic shits. (laughs) So so when, uh, when, um, so this, we, uh, I don't know. One of the past two days was the, the time that, uh, my wife and I went to, then my, you know, then my girlfriend, now my wife went to Ireland Mm -hmm. for, you know, for vacation. And we were, we traveled around the Island. It was great. Um, Not the point I'm trying to make here. We got to Dublin, and we're walking around Dublin. So, like, we're, like, walking down the street, and there was this shit (laughs) that wasn't, like, you know, and there were, like, horses walking around. And, like, horse shit is, like, gigantic piles. It was, like, it looked like it came out of a person, (laughs) but it was also about, like the size around of maybe like a beer can and a half, like a Bud Light can and (laughs) a half. Like it was like massive. And she and I stood there and stared at it for a good 10 minutes, trying to figure out what the hell did this, who left this here. It was the most mystified I have ever been in my entire life. I I probably did several phones ago now, but I don't have it any longer now it's now it's lost to the annals of history annals of history fun yeah. not <laughs> intended there but like it, this thing was just like sitting on the sidewalk it wasn't like it was on like a like in like the grass in like a meadow or something that it was in the-, the middle of the sidewalk in downtown dublin could
2: it have been. i mean it must have been a possum or it must have been some
0: sort of I don't it's, know. It's in the simulation. It was probably, it was probably a person. I mean, like the way <laughs> that we ate over there, it would make sense. <laughs> like, cause it's just all like. is and gross shit. Yeah. Just like sausages and like oh fried like eggs and like beans and shit like that. It's all just like, you know. Not something you'd eat if you're like trying to eat healthy, like you wouldn't yeah. go to like Ireland or England on vacation and like, right, you know, get these traditional English breakfasts. It's like, oh yeah, this makes really sense. Like, it. it was so dense, like, it was fucking disgusting. <laughs> I could not get over it. I still can't to this day. I'm
2: not over it. I will not get over it now. Knowing gross.
0: that,
2: <laughs> I will say there was uh, this is a brief shit story, but this is the same thing, and maybe it was the same fucking person at my high school. Someone came into the lunchroom and was like, someone took a dino shit in the stall right outside the cafeteria. And I'm not kidding you. If you're from Westford and you're listening to this, you know what you're probably not because who the fuck would listen to this from Westford? I'm, we know what it is, but it is. But there was a shit in the, st- in the toilet. I'm not kidding. You. It was the size of a fucking Gatorade bottle. And everybody knows it as the dino shit. And we still to this day, like 12 years, 13, 14 years later, do not know who did it.
0: Oh, it was my a fucking, god.
2: Yeah. So maybe I don't know. Maybe it's the same person. They're just dino shitting all over the, <laughs> the fucking world.
0: <laughs> They're this going to Ireland. Ride. Ireland and wet in Westford. So so let's let's talk about uh let's talk about UNH briefly.
2: Oh my god, let's do it. Um
0: so we'll start. How did you how did you end up there? What what was your I want to go to UNH? Like how did you end up there? It's so
2: funny because When I first applied for schools, I applied to like a million schools, literally like so many, like 15. And I remember being like, I don't want to go to UNH because everyone goes to UNH and it's like an out of state state school that like, I just wasn't, I I was like looking at Champlain in Vermont. I thought I was like, so cool. I fucking was and still am not, but I just like, wasn't interested in going there. And then I went to campus and I was like, if I don't get into this school, I'm not going to college. Basically. I was like, this is like not a thing. So we toured campus and I was in love with it and um that's it was just cuz people from my town had gone there but I actually got waitlisted mm. and it was because I had a 2.7 GPA in high school but my SAT scores were so high and again my parents were like oh so you're just like don't care about school and you're actually kind of smart but whatever so they ended up waitlisting me Same
1: you.
2: Right and it's just like you just didn't it's high school like GPAs whatever so Every, I would say once a week, like me or my guidance counselor would literally like email you an and being like, please accept me, please accept me. And so they accepted me like a late admission, whatever. And so I got in and that was that. And it was like, I mean, you were, it was the best school ever. It was oh, yeah. so fun. I mean, and you could visit UMass. I was just such a person where I could never, I'm not someone that can hack UMass. Like I just couldn't do it. I could never, by Sunday morning at like 10 PM or 10 AM, I'd be like, I need to get out of here. Like I'm not built for this. You guys are animals and yeah. are speckles, but like, I cannot do this. So it was kind of like a happy medium between that. And yeah, none, no, I don't think anyone from my school went there. How did you end up there?
0: So I, I grew up literally then I grew up in Newmarket, the next town over. from oh, Durham. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So
0: like I was, I don't know. It, it was pretty much like, it's going to sound stupid to say it. It was like my birth rate. It's like, Oh yeah, you're, you're going to UNH <laughs> if you're going to college because it's literally right down the street. And yeah. I wanted to, similar to what you said, I wanted to not go there so bad. Like, just because it yeah. was like, I'd always been there. I worked there when I was in high school. Like Mm -hmm. I just like wanted to, you know, get out. So I was like, uh, but again, like you said, I had a two nine GPA in high school. Like I wasn't like, uh, but I had great SATs, similar. Like I just didn't like, I was good at school. I just did exactly enough to like get by. Yeah. I didn't like apply myself. So like, I just, you know, I did enough to get by and I got by Mm -hmm. and I wanted to go to Keene because I, it, it was just like different, you know? Yeah. And I wanted to try to play like baseball. Looking back on it now, I wasn't that good, but whatever. <laughs> the dream was there. Yeah, the dream was there. The idea was, you know, the idea in my, my heart and my head were in the right place. I just wasn't a very good baseball player. So I, my, uh, I was fighting my parents tooth and nail. And it, like, I'll never forget it. My parents divorced when I was six it was literally like the only thing I ever saw them agree on after they got divorced was <laughs> I wanted to go to Keene and my mom was like, you have to prove to us why you want to go to Keene, why Keen's a better choice than, than UNH. And I was like, fine. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to ask dad. Like, dad's <laughs> not going to agree with mom because they're divorced. That's why they're divorced. Right. So right, right,
1: right, I went right, up to him and he
0: goes, yeah. You know, UNH is a better school. So if you, uh, if you want to go to Keene, I need you to put together a PowerPoint presentation on why you God, go to really. Keene and it has to be like minimum 20 slides and I need it by next week. And I was like, Oh fuck. Like my dad knows me too well. He knows I'm not going to do that shit. Like, yeah, I'm not going to make a PowerPoint presentation. So then I ended up at at UNH. Consequently, it was one of only two schools I got into. So you know,
2: <laughs> was the other one keen? What was, yeah, the other the other
0: one? One was the other one was Keen. I got uh I got rejected from Stonehill and Syracuse and I got uh waitlisted at Quinnipiac and UMass. So Okay,
2: yeah. I think yeah, I think I got waitlisted at UMass too. So because it's hard to get into now.
0: Yeah. Uh I figured, you know, they accept like they have like twenty five thousand students there. You know, they've got like all Ooh, these high rise, you know, buildings. I figured, you know, they'd be able to take, you know, some chubby kid from you know, <laughs> New Hampshire. <laughs> I don't <laughs> take up that much space.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
2: Like I can fit into a force triple, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. So- so
0: your, your favorite part about your experience there and, uh, a good story, a good, uh, a good story that you can tell. That's not a, not a, a not a don't, a don't get, fi- as I've said, we're a don't get fired podcast. So something, right. you know, not completely illicit, something you can talk about.
2: <laughs> um, what was the first part of that besides the story? What am I going to, Oh, why I liked going there.
0: Yeah. What well, like what was what was your 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 favorite thing when you were there? Like you you were like a place maybe you like to party. You know oh something you like to do or whatever. What was your favorite bar? Like literally any any of those type of things.
2: I mean the I mean there was only like three bars really, which was great. Like I loved beat the clock at Libby's. Um, I loved how everybody was so we all just like were in this huge group of people friends like, the GDIs, like, the goddamn independents, like, the people that weren't on sports teams or in sororities or fraternities, and everyone just wanted to get, like, fucked up and, you know, party and be friends, and it was, like, so great, and I loved that, like, sense of community there, and yeah, it was just the people that went there. Everyone was so, like, it was so great. I loved it. Um, oh my god, best story... (sighs) I don't even know. Oh, I actually do have a good story. Yeah. So I don't know if it's good, but I think it's funny. I, I trust think, you.
0: I, Most things you say, I think, are funny.
2: I mean, <laughs> thank you. Um, I don't know. I have two. Uh, well, one of them is just funny if you know. Like, I have two. I've brought my brothers are twins. Um, mm-hmm. they're a couple years younger than me. So when I was a senior, they were freshmen. And one of them came up to visit me. And his friend went to school at UNH. So he was a freshman. So he was visiting me and his friend that's a freshman. And I was a senior. So I was like, I'm going to go to Libby's Beat the Clock. You guys don't have fakes because you're 18 and you didn't have fakes yet. So you can stay at my apartment and drink. And he was like, can I have a few friends over? And I was like, how many? And he was like, like three of us. Because I lived in like a fucking shack. I lived at 29 Main with the red door. It was that blue house with the red door. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
2: You know Amanda Shea? She's fucking cuckoo um I love her and then Taylor Duby and uh Jenny Phillips and Mm -hmm. we lived in a two bedroom so it was small it's like a small place and we were like we're going to the bars you can have people like you can have like four or five friends over whatever no big deal because you can drink here you can't drink at the dorms so we went to Scorps or Libby's or whatever and we're coming back to go out it was probably like I don't know 10 30 and I can hear my apartment from like all the way down the street. And I was like, Oh man. And I was like looking at a man and she was like, is that coming from our place? And I was like, I don't fucking know. And I look and there's a, there's people like overflowing through our door and I walk in and it's my brother sitting on my couch. He doesn't even see me walk in. His head is just in his hands like this. And he's just sitting there and there is, I'm not kidding you, probably a hundred people sardined into my apartment. (laughs) And I was like, yo and he looks at me and he just goes I'm so sorry I don't know how this happened and I'm like Amanda I go into my fucking bathroom there's girls in there taking photos with like random like artwork around my house my roommate was an artist and she would like paint shit or no this was in Kelly sorry this is when Kelly Selvin lived with me she would like paint shit around the apartment and I was just like what the fuck and um I was like who are you and they're taking photos on like digital cameras because it's like what 2011 2012 <laughs> yeah. And they're taking photos on like digital cameras. And I was like, you need to get the fuck out of my house. They're like, who are you? And I'm like, I fucking live here. Like, who the fuck are you? So Amanda Shea, God bless her. She's like, let's get him out. But we're going to AJ's. Like we're going to AJ Scalise's. And so he lived, do you know AJ Scalise? He lived with Kenny Perkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I know who he is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They lived like down the street and I literally was like, fuck it. And I was like, it's fine, but we need to get out of this house right now. And so me and Amanda, like a bunch of camp counselors led like a fucking parade of a hundred kids down the street to AJ's house. And and he was having like a party and I was like, just go be yourselves, like get out of my house. And I just like let them into the wild. And it was just so funny to me because I was like, I can't even believe this. That apartment was absurd. Me and Amanda also sold I w- when I went abroad, I had no money. And cause I was working, I worked at Clementos, the drug front that. Oh
0: my God. I love Clementos. I used to drink underage in there so much.
2: Oh my God, all the time. I mean, same. And I worked there and then I figured out I, it got shut down cause it was a drug front, which I like figured it was, but it actually was. So um, now I forget where I was going with this. What the fuck was I saying? Oh, so it's I needed product. money because yeah. I, yeah, I didn't have any money. And so Amanda was like, what can we do? And I was like, why don't we sell grilled cheeses out of our apartment? Because you have to pass our apartment when you're going to and from the bars. So her and I went to Market Basket. We spent like $30 on like shitty American cheese and like Market Basket 99 cents bread. And we worked the kitchen in my apartment at 29 main selling grilled cheeses for like six hours. And we made like so much money and we just had random people coming into our house and we just sold grilled cheeses out of my front yard for a fucking night. And it was unbelievable.
0: Holy shit. That's you awesome. Feel like
2: we could get away from that shit or get away with that stuff at UNH. Like it yeah. was just everyone down to do whatever.
0: Well, that's, that's the thing too. Like most of the people, like when you're of age there to go to the bars, we all lived closer to like the lights Like, you had to walk by, you had to walk past, like, away from campus. Yeah. I lived in Park Court. I mean, oh my God. Yeah. So, you lived, you know, we probably lived like what would be the equivalent of like a city block from one another. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We were all kind of like, if you were an upper class, but you were like crammed in like Nick's Bricks, Mm -hmm. like that area up there for the most part. Like, that was so so fucking killing.
2: Those parties were insane. That's, yeah. Those parties were the best. And eggs oh my god i miss it so much we the homecoming
0: games we used to like we me and my uh my roommates um you know ryan Stackpole and paul capstick you know we we lived uh, we knew the guys directly across the hall really well and the guys directly above us really well so any like weekend thursday friday saturday it's like yeah like we're having people over like Somebody's having people over across the hall. People are coming over upstairs. So we're just like, you know, going in and out, back and forth amongst each other's apartments. We'd wake up the next day all looking like hell. And like our (laughs) apartments would be like a goddamn war zone, you Mm -hmm, know, just like beer everywhere. Smells like, you know, cigarettes and and (laughs) death. Black there's like uh, one day we, we came in. There was like multiple boxes of not even cheetah, not even cheez It's like cheese nips, like the off grant, the off brand cheese. It's like just crushed yeah. all over the apartment. Like somebody had gone in there and just thrown them all over the place.
2: Oh my god! Like, yeah,
0: we had a we had a we had a kegger one time, and like the cops came because much like you said, there was just like a shitload of people packed into our apartment yeah and they were knocking and my roommate was like just don't answer the door they can't do anything but we were on like the basement floor so like they just went over and went under the the people's uh went under the people's deck right above us and like knocked on the window and (laughs) opened the window like hey uh, you're gonna need to tell everybody to go home please and like my my roommate was like all right and he just like kind of slid the the window closed and went back to what he was doing and like they just kind of gave up after a while. They're like, "All right, yeah. you know, fuck this."
2: <laughs> what are you gonna do? It's just like, yeah. I mean, it's absurd.
0: Not very court. Yeah, just a bunch of just a bunch of kids in there trying to have a few beers. Like you know, we're yeah. charging a couple bucks a cup, and then you know, have fun with the keg.
2: <laughs> oh my God, I missed it there. It's so different now. There's freaking places with like hot tubs and shit. Mm. Have you seen that?
0: Yeah, did they? Yeah, my my mom lives in Durham. So like whenever oh, I God. go back there. Yeah, so,
1: yeah.
0: you know, so like every time I go back, I'm like, what the hell happened to shitty UNH? Like the greens are gone. Like all those apartments are gone, like right there, uh, like on, on Main Street there. You yeah, know, my apartment has
2: gone.
0: Yeah, they just tore everything down. And now it's all these like, you know, lush, luxurious apartments. They They didn't didn't have to go through what we went through. (laughs) No, they
2: didn't go through Varsity Place. Do you remember Varsity Place?
0: Oh, disaster.
2: Oh, my God. Can I just – this is – I mean, I have so many stories from UNH, but this is absurd, too. Varsity Place was the worst apartment, rental, whatever, real estate, quote, business that ever existed. Hondo. Yeah, they'd lure you in with their free snacks and candy at the freaking front desk. And then they were just the worst landlord people ever. So we had, do you know what silverfish are? They're like these little bugs.
0: They're like the little things that crawl up the walls and shit, they get in books and whatnot, yeah.
2: They're so gross and like, I'm paying, we were paying so much money to live where I lived and it was awful, it was disgusting. We had like black mold everywhere, it was terrible. And so we went to them cause we had so, I would see them like crawling around in our bathroom and they just like go into the walls and we were on the first floor and there was like a basement beneath us. It was so gross. So I, we go there and we were like, can you get like an exterminator to come and like look at what's happening? Cause like, this is gross and we pay too much to like be dealing with this. We're already dealing with so many other issues. Yeah, And they were like, um how do we like know if her name was like Suzanne she was like how do we know if you're like telling the truth like we don't know what you're talking about so like you have to catch one of the bugs and then bring it in for us to look at and I was like are you kidding me like are you kidding me and me and Amanda Shea who's equally as crazy as I am was like all right so we're gonna catch a fucking silverfish and these things are quick like they're so fast and they just come out of their hole again so finally like a couple weeks later we finally caught one And we were like so excited and we put it into a plastic snack ziploc bag and i marched into varsity place and i like slammed it on her desk and i was like this is what we're talking about like you guys have to do something about this and she was like this is fake
1: (laughs) and i was like what do you
2: mean And she was like this is not like a real um issue and i was like lady i am going to like I'm going to lose my mind right now. What do you mean this is fake? I just, you just made me catch a bug because you didn't believe me. And now you're not, you think yeah. I would paper mache this? Like, what the fuck do you think? How do you think I crafted this? And they never did anything about it. They were such awful. They were crooks, thieves, terrible humans. And then at the end of the year, we Taylor Doobie's stepmom worked for the health department and we threatened to sue them for the black mold. And they gave us all of our money back for the security deposit.
0: Wow. You got your security deposit back
2: unheard of in the varsity place world and oh everybody unheard of that is
0: we didn't because get ours back
2: they charged my ex-boyfriend for carpet cleaning and their entire house was hardwood floored and they charged them for carpet cleaning and he was like we don't have a carpet in this house what are you talking about like when for their security department yeah because we threatened to, i was like suzanne
0: suzanne what you. the fuck yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, we, we did have carpet and we knew like we were going to lose the carpet regardless. Cause we, you know, we were on varsity place too, but like right. we, we tried to do like as best a job as we could to like, we like painted the walls and shit, like, cause they were just basic white or whatever. Right. So we like painted the walls and shit, cleaned up all our stuff and, and whatnot. And they're like, yeah, yeah, uh, actually, um. The security deposit isn't enough to, to cover it. You actually owe us 300 bucks a piece. And we we're like And you're like, What? We don't have fucking three hundred dollars to give you like
2: that is an insane amount of money. That's, that's like a, that's insane. like two
0: weeks of pay for me. Like
2: what the I hell <laughs> like, are you kidding? You know how many wild wild contestant fucking sandwiches that is, lady? Are you kidding me? You that's three hundred go- dollar drinks.
0: You know, yeah, exactly. I was gonna say, you know, how many beat the clocks I could've go to for that amount of money?
2: Hundreds. It's so funny because um, one of our friends, do you remember Beth Gabrielli? She lived at 15 Maine. She I don't think like I know Asian her. No,
0: Britain.
2: she's like the she's so sweet. Um, we were friends in college, but her boyfriend was a year older, and now they're married. And. Um, he was working in Boston and he would come visit and he would probably, I don't know, spend $30 at Libby's dollar drinks, but like get all the girls drinks. And we would be like, so fired up because we'd be like, this is like, he's the richest boy we know. And it was, he was probably like, are you kidding me? This is $30. This is two drinks in Boston. Like this is the least I could do. So we'd always incredible. be like, so we like loved Beth and her boyfriend was like always the fucking best.
0: So yeah, it'd be, yeah. it'd be, it'd be so great. Cause you could bring, you could literally go to the bar with a 20 and just get like, fucking sandblasted like you Hammer. four four drinks at a time pick them up bring them over the table slug right. through them all right it's 8 20 i gotta get some more slug through them all right it's eight forty-five. but this lot this horde of humanity in front of the bar fight through and get some more I here.
2: Them. god bless those bartenders i honestly think about them on a monthly basis because i as a bartender i'm like how the fuck do people bartend in college towns like i could never I could yeah. never do that with that volume. Ever, I would lose my mind.
0: They they probably made a killing though. Oh and my god! Still they probably make made a killing. Did you know the not closed?
2: No, that's so sad.
0: Yeah, now there's Wet. only two bars. Uh I think like not this year, but last they like closed on graduation 2019 or whatever. That was oh, like the last time.
2: So sad. Yeah, they. Oh my god. Yeah, they had such good. Um, french fries i remember <laughs> they were yeah, the best stuff
0: and they always had on saturday night when they did that wheel of deals or whatever there was always yes. like raw sewage coming out of the bathroom it was like clogged toilets and it was like definitely some sort of health code violation it was mm-hmm. fucking gross but hey it was cheap drinks so fuck it it's what it is you fucking deal with it and yeah we didn't feel good
2: we had it honestly
0: no yeah. now you're so much money. Yeah, now we're paying eight dollars for a craft beer, to, like the fucking, you know, at the at the bar. You know, I don't want to
2: <laughs> for a shitty IPA.
0: Yeah, for some. Yeah, for some IPA. Oh yeah, that'll be. Uh... Oh, this is you know, eleven percent alcohol. That's uh, going to be eleven fifty. <laughs> all right. And it's it's eight ounces because it's so high. They don't want you to get you know a Dewey or whatever. It's like, uh all right. I guess I'll have one of these and then I'll go back right? to dollar Coors Lights, <laughs> unless the socks are playing, then it's four dollars. But oh my
2: god, right? Or the freaking Coogans at the Dollar Bud Lights? I don't know if they do that anymore. Oh,
0: There's I have I ever- no idea in Boston.
2: Yeah, you know Coogans.
0: Yeah, I do know Coogans. Yeah, yeah. Are they still open?
2: I don't know. I hope so because that's such an iconic place.
0: I know uh, they've been. We've been losing them left and right. The iconic I know. bars of our. God. But like, you know, now that I'm now that I'm a dad in the suburbs of, of New Hampshire, like, you know, I don't know what's open and what's not anymore. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. I'm turning 30 and I'm going back to Boston. I was just talking to SJ today and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do because also everything's closed. I'm like, the last time I went out in Boston for like a birthday, we went to the harp and just like, was, we're psychos. Like, Oh, yeah. Just,
0: yeah.
2: And now I don't know where people go.
0: I went to the harp like last year. I went after the uh, after the pot Championship.
2: Oh my god, really? Was it so fun? Oh, it was so a fun? zoo.
0: Yeah, it, it was fun, but it was a zoo, yeah.
1: How mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, was the
0: best. When's when's the uh when's the big 3 out coming?
2: July 30th, so it's my golden 30th birthday cuz it's 30 wow. on the 30th.
0: You know. That's awesome.
2: I'm excited. I'm excited. It's going to be good. 30 when I feel like it's so funny cuz when you're younger you're like Oh, 30 so old. Like, all these people have their shit together. And you really do just realize that, like, no one knows what the fuck they're doing 99% of the time. It's just you're just, you're basically just college students with a bigger bank account. And, like, (laughs) it's just, you're the same person. It's so odd.
0: Maybe, but that
2: may be for me, definitely not for you because you're a dad, but, like, it's just the mentality of it. I feel like you still have you know what
0: i mean yeah now i got to i got to make one more reference here before we uh before we wrap up you you said to me earlier today your dad narratives your dad narrative is one of the my favorites on the internet to be honest you got to tell me what you mean i need you to break it down oh my god it's
2: so good so like what it's so funny because you'll always like reference that you have a pool which i like love because it's kind of it's like, I feel like you're not like bragging but you're kind of like it's like a dad but not like a brag but you're just like you're such a dad and you're like I think I read was it like a text and you're like oh I'm just like finishing skimming my pool and nope. then I was texting you last week and you're like oh I've been in my pool since like 12 p.m. and you're just yep. like okay, I fucking love this narrative and then tonight when you're like I'm replanting a bush like, I was like Dude, what do you mean like
0: I know I've I've gone like so full, like dad tasks. I'm like planting shrubs and like, I I planted a lilac bush tonight. So like, you know, and then immediately afterwards I went out and I'm like, all right, when can I get away? When do I got to put some more chlorine in the pool? I'm like, just, I'm like walking around, like with my hand over my mouth, like rubbing my beard, (laughs) like, Hmm, what can I do to clean this up a little bit more? You know? So
1: yeah.
0: I've I've, I've leaned so hard into like dad tasks it's it's hilarious like I look back and like I look back at like our college years and I'm like wow I am a complete not not even just college like 4 years ago I am a completely different fucking person like I'm planting really? bushes and I'm like but I'm you're talk- so
1: good at it
0: like and you're t-
2: like a dad, and it's like instinct kicks in, and now you're just a dad, and you're planting bushes, and you're taking care of your son, and it is what it is, and you you know you're so happy, and your wife is great, and it's crazy how much four years can make such a difference.
0: I know, I I knew I knew I had crossed a threshold that I could not, you know, there was you know no turning back once I crossed this threshold the other day when um you know I was doing the I was doing the dishes and and. Kara said to me, she goes, oh, man, it's supposed to rain tomorrow. And I looked at her without missing a beat. And I was like, oh, that's going to be great for the lawn. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. I can't believe I just said that out loud.
2: <laughs> you're like, I am this person. This is who I am.
0: This is what I've turned into.
2: <laughs> this is your priority. If you're going to be wearing cargo shorts in no time. I mean, this is just the path you chose.
0: I know. I, my 30, yeah, I'm i I'm, I'm 30 now? 30. I am yeah I turned 30 yeah. in December so my my 31st birthday I think I might have to ask for a pair of either you know white new balances or or the air the white Nike air monarchs like the you stereotype. have a
2: ride on lawnmower yet or is it a push
0: it's a push yeah my
2: uh um,
0: I know I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I uh I mean my my lawn stinks right now it's kind of uh you know kind of no man's land, a lot of dead grass. So I'm trying to like mm-hmm. I'm trying to rehabilitate it. Um, but I haven't I haven't earned the ride on mode yet. A lot. <laughs> yeah. So, a so I can so I can ride around shirtless with like a, a 12 pack in the back and just like crack them open while I'm riding around, you know?
2: <laughs> I love it. Oh my God, that's so great. I mean you're oh. a cool dad.
0: I hey, I'm you're trying like to
2: be. Like, yeah, you're like the dads that are on um Disney dads have you seen that Instagram no oh my god it's like hot dads at Disney and it's like all these great dads just like with their kids it's just yeah that's your future that's gonna be you
0: I I like I'm my my dad said to me I'll never forget this This is the my favorite thing my dad ever said to me so I'm a relatively average size dude 5'10 if I'm lucky you know (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, stocky and, and, you know, dumpy, whatever. Not dumpy. Oh my God. And, and he, my dad said to me once, like, you know, I'm a shorter dude I, in college. I weighed probably about 185 pounds regardless. He said to me once, he goes, son, you would have been six, 215 pounds. If I had not pulled out, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, what the fuck, man? He goes, yeah, that half a load is what made you. That is the best thing I've
2: ever heard in my life.
0: That's going to end up, that's going to be me.
2: (laughs) That is going to be me. My my cheeks hurt from laughing just now. That's so funny. Does it make
0: sense the way I am, the way that I am now?
2: I am because, yeah, a thousand percent. That's so (laughs) good.
0: Wow. Oh, oh, man. Wow. Um, What a
2: fucking quote.
0: What a, what a, yeah, it, unbelievable. I, it still rattles around in my brain.
1: <laughs> I love that.
0: Oh man. Well, you know, I, I won't keep you any longer, Mads, but, um. We had to leave time is it? 8, nine, ten. It's like eleven fifteen. It is. Yeah. Almost 11, 11, 11, 11, make a wish almost. Um, so no, but this is a lot of fun. Uh, there it is. Now it's 11, 11, make a wish. Um, yeah. this is a lot of fun. I'm glad, uh. Glad you were able to come on. We'll definitely have to uh, make this a, a regular thing and have you on some more, you know? Um, I'll so. definitely
2: have some more stories prepared for next time. I was kind of like, I don't know what I thought I was getting into. I should have had more prepared. But Hey, sure it,
0: it's are. it's fine. Like I told you, I you know, the Michael, Squ- Michael Scott quote, I don't exactly know where this is going to go, but I hope to find <laughs> it along the way. You I know? think
2: we did. We had some good rants
0: we did we had a lot of good rants i will say yeah
2: you inspired me to get a twitter again i genuinely probably will. fuck yeah um,
0: i did my job there we go all right yes,
2: i need it uh, i'm probably gonna go to my girlfriends now and drink the rest of this bottle of tequila and just chill
0: hell yeah well i i uh i hope i didn't keep you too too long there mads but um you know, uh, follow, follow her on, uh, on Instagram. She's a, she's a wild ride. It's what, what's the Instagram handle?
2: It's hard to find me. And I kind of did that on purpose. Okay. So
0: don't, we won't advertise it. No, no, no. I
2: will You guys follow me, but it's just for like random people that want to stalk me. It's M. So I have a cousin that kind of has a similar um, handle. So just make sure you're following me, not my poor cousin, Melissa. It's m.barasano, so it's m.b as in boy, A-R-I-S-A-N-O, on tw- or on Instagram, yeah. yeah. And my little avatar is um, those like ho cartoons from AIM, from like <laughs> early thousands. Yeah. Because I was like, all I wanted to be when I was, you know, 12, was this like fucking cartoon, and here we are, and this is me, so.
0: Hell yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome so yeah, yeah no follow her it's it's a fun like she's she's gonna be internet famous someday she's, <laughs> like and and i'm gonna i'm gonna ride her coattails to the to whatever uh i'm internet. riding
2: yours right now well, hey. i was like telling my girlfriends because everyone says i need to start a podcast and i'm like i'm not ready for that i'll just ride justin's success until i get to a point where i can fucking have him on mine so here we are yeah let's hey
0: let's make this a regular thing you know we can we can make this a regular thing and we can uh because I think we got I think we got a pretty good rapport going on here so we can uh,
2: yeah
0: we can definitely uh whip up some actual topics to talk about instead of just you know (laughs) ranting and raving like we did tonight but this was fun (laughs) you know I, I appreciate you carving some time out of your uh your busy schedule to uh to do this with me um you know, make sure, uh, make sure you make sure you share it around so we can get some uh, get some oh, totally get some support will. for uh, for our uh, our endeavor here. So oh
2: my god, I absolutely will, and I think your podcast is so funny. I was listening to you guys with your last episode with like your three friends from bask or from when yeah. you were coaching. It was so funny, and you like surprised them with your other friend, and it was just like such a time to listen to. So yeah, and no. your voice. I told you, and I will say this, and I will trademark this, and I know I've told you this but you sound like a less annoying Bob Mennery. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God. That's really I what I'm like going for.
2: <laughs> you sound like literally a less annoying, less douchey Bob Mennery. Have I slid into Bob Mennery's DMs? Yes. Has he answered me? No. Am I probably a little bit bitter about that? Yes. But I'm going to stand by what I say. You sound like a less douchey version of him. So here oh, we are.
0: So so to recap, John Mayer, g Easy, oh, and Bob not anyway, Mennery.
2: John Mayer, yes. G-Z, I used to not anymore. Bob Menery. Um, oh my god. Also, you guys need to follow the inspired unemployed. Have you followed them? They're on they're from Australia.
0: No, I need to I need to look into that. You're gonna have to text me um, that link.
2: I, I just I'll Jack is one of them and I'll DM him and then when he doesn't see it, I just unsend it so I don't look like a psychopath um for the day that he does look at my DMs and there's like 15. But yeah, yeah. he's another one. <laughs> yeah, Cardi oh, B. I'll DM Cardi B all day, every day. I fucking love her, but
0: oh yeah. yeah, who doesn't? Shoot
2: your shot, you know.
0: Yeah, you know, you know what's confusing for me is I I can never figure out in a song who's Cardi B and who's Nicki Minaj. I feel like they have the same <laughs> voice. Am I she wrong?
1: So oh
2: my god! You. Okay. I don't know, yeah, no, you need to listen to more of their songs. Also, you know that Cardi B tried to beat the shit out of Nicki Minaj at the... No, I
0: know. That's why it's a problem for me. Like, I'm I'm always like, I don't know which ones... Because I feel like they have the same voice, and I don't know what it is, but... Well, they're both from New York. That Yeah, that that could probably... That'll probably do it. Yeah. But, uh, luck- luckily for them. me, I don't think Cardi B's ever going to hear this, so... <laughs> And if she does, (laughs) I might have done something right. And then I have a feud going with Cardi B. So at least I have that going for
2: me. That would be the best thing that could happen for you. Honestly, put you on the map. I did see her live and her ass is fucking banana land. Best thing I've ever seen. It should be put in a museum. I was so impressed, shock, in awe. I was like, I can't even believe that this is on someone's body it was amazing so shout out cardi b i Nicki minaj i'm yet to see your ass in person but cardi b your ass don't quit so here we are anyways awesome.
0: my random card. I love, <laughs> <laughs> man,
1: oh, I love it oh shit
0: oh man maddie b thank you so much for joining me here
2: we'll do F- this again soon
0: yeah we definitely will follow follow the uh follow the podcast at at hctb pod on instagram and twitter and uh if you want to follow me at jlang20 also on instagram and twitter and madeline will be back on twitter hopefully asap so i can get some more enjoyment out of that
2: i'll probably do the same handle as my instagram so
0: hell yeah here we are all here right we are. well awesome bye, guys <laughs> bye <laughs>